Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the second hour of the Live with me, Rank Show. Appreciate you tuning in. If you would like to be part of the show, 269-441-9595, or you can email me at Rank, R E N K at townsquaremedia.com that last hour i uh wrote a fun piece what was the cost of gasoline when you were 16 found a site stacker.com that got me motivated and i started uh researching it and put a lot of uh, i think interesting information such as how much gasoline the national average was every year going back to 1938 not only that they give you adjusted Inflation adjusted price. So, for instance, I, and I, in my piece, I went back to the 40s. So, I did 1940, 50, 60, 70, 80. In 1940, the average national price for a gallon of gas was 16 cents. Now, they say if it was adjusted for inflation, it would be 312 today, which I thought was very, very interesting. Go back to 1980, $1.25. For inflation adjusted, 414. So what it really showed us, and many of us who are up on this did know this, is that the price of gasoline is is quite, it has never kept up with inflation. Or who knows where it would be today. Here's an example. Last week I learned that the Average, uh, or I should say the minimum wage back in, I think it was 1978, I'm thinking, or eight, no, in 1980 maybe, was something like $3.10 an hour, which would be about $10 and it was 10, 20 cents an hour today. Well, imagine if gas increased that high. But gas is something that keeps our economy going. Our house is heated. So just an interesting piece that I thought you guys would like. And there's a database link where you can just put in when you turn 16 to find out how much gas was. And then I told you about a couple things we found out. Bronson Hospital has a website on or a page in their website talking about COVID patients. And thankfully, they're transparent and they talk about who's in their four hospitals, in their hospital system. How many? Last week on the ninth, there was 32. And how many are in there for COVID and are vaccinated and not vaccinated? On March 9th, 18 fully vaccinated, 14 not vaccinated. Completely blows the narrative of what you heard from everybody else. Same thing when you look at currently... As of today, there's 31. And very similar. I think 18 were uh, not vaccinated. In that case, 13 fully vaccinated. But not like the 90-something percent we keep hearing. Let's keep that going and find out where we end up. 
day after day or week after week with their system. And then we find out, according to a U of M study, that it's Detroit parents, which are Democrats, right, are less likely to get vaccinated. Not Trump people. That was a lie. Not conservatives. That was a lie. And many of us knew that. But those of you who maybe are just catching me for the first time or not listening to me often... I'm hoping that opens your eyes to see how much these people will lie directly to your face no matter what the data is. So we covered that, and then we found out from Attorney General, Democrat, well, basically socialist, Dana Nessel, well, socialist unless it's her or her wife making the money, is not going to look into the fact that her administration undercounted the deaths at nursing homes by about 29, 30%. Inspector General, the state of Michigan said there was 8,061 deaths as of last year, I think. It was sometime last year who died of COVID in nursing homes. But only 5,675 were reported by Whitmer, Hertel, Elizabeth Hertel, and uh, what was the guy before him? Her, oh, uh, forgot his name. They were underreporting. Dana Nassau is not going to look into it. So keep that in mind when you decide what party you want in power. Oh, there's some uh, breaking news that happened over the weekend. In fact, I gettered it out, didn't tweet it. I don't, I'm no longer on Twitter. I canceled my account. It's interesting. So many on the right are upset with Twitter and what we're doing. And by the right, I mean pundits and, you know, people, politicians, whatever, but they stay on Twitter. And also the guys on radio who are on the right and on the punditry on TV, they all still have Twitter accounts. But I'm a purist. If I'm going to complain about Twitter and them being not a space for free speech, then I told you guys, as soon as I find a better alternative, I'm gone. And I was gone when I found Getter. G-E-T-T-R. You can follow me on G-E-T-T-R. I mainly send out the links to the pieces I write. I don't want to be like these people who bug you 20 times a day with information. Now, I am sending out information I think is important. I found out this information I'm going to give you right now earlier than others because of connections that I have, and I gittered it out. On Friday evening, I think it was. So last couple weeks, we've had two people who are running against Fred Upton in the new 4th District. Congressman Bill Heisinga and State Rep Steve Carr. Steve was on last week, and he said Trump is endorsing him. And he was right. He was correct. Until Friday. Trump has withdrawn his endorsement. Well, I say withdrawn only because he has now endorsed Bill Heisinga. So, to me, he, you know, it's not like formal. I'm withdrawing mine from Steve and sending it to Bill. No, it just, he came out. Last, I think it was Friday night, and said he's endorsing U.S. Rep. Bill Heisinga. 
for the 4th District. Now, I do know that he had endorsed Steve before the new redistricting. So I don't know if that has something to do about it. I contacted someone who knows Steve Carr very well over the weekend and said, hey, you know, if he has a response, have him send it to me. Let me know what's going on. But that that was big. Trump said, hi, Zinga, who's a Republican from the Holland area, is doing a terrific job in Congress saying he is, quote, his complete and total endorsement for the newly drawn 4th Congressional District, end quote. So here's the new 4th Congressional District. Southern Ottawa County to Northern Berrien County covers all of Allegan and Van Buren counties, parts of Kalamazoo County and Battle Creek, which is funny how the Detroit News just put that. And Battle Creek. So you say parts of Kalamazoo County and Battle Creek. Why not parts of Calhoun County, which would be Battle Creek? I don't know. But that's the new news that happened over the weekend. You would have known about it before everybody else because it wasn't reported until, I think, Saturday. If you were following me on Getter. G-E-T-T-R is a new system I use. Uh, that it is a Twitter-like uh, application I use. I've gotten r- rid of all my other ones. I want to concentrate on one. Two six nine four four one nine five nine five is the number. Give us a call. I was just telling you about this U of M study. Detroit parents are less likely to vaccinate themselves and their kids, which totally flips the narrative by the media and the politicians on the on its head. And then I saw this reported. COVID-19 case and hospitalization rates increased among people who got a COVID-19 vaccine following the emergence of the Omicron virus variant, according to a new published study from the CDC, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. According to the data, which was submitted to the CDC by health departments across the country, the COVID-19 case rate in fully vaccinated people rose by more than 1,000% between December 11th, 2021 and January 8th, 2022. Now, do you find that interesting? I'm going to repeat that. This is from the CDC. You see, we get our numbers from the health departments across the country. And the CDC, not Fox News, not Rank, not anybody else, but the Centers for Disease Control has reported that the COVID-19 case rate in fully vaccinated people rose by more than a 1,000% between December 11th, 2021 and January 8th, 2022. Now, I'm not advocating because of that you shouldn't be vaccinated. I do believe it helps you when it comes to to, uh, harsher symptoms. I'm fully vaccinated. But I was fully vaccinated and I got the Omicron, I assume, because it was it was really nothing. It could have worked. They just wouldn't let me. But I do believe it does help people when it comes to the symptoms. The problem is they promote it like it helps 
like it's a, a vaccine that most of us think of a vaccine as something that completely stops it. Polio or chicken pox or what have you. But again, we call the, vla- the, the flu the vaccine shot and it doesn't completely stop it either. Fully vaccinated refers to people who receive two doses of the Moderna or Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine or the single dose Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Oh, by the way, surprise, surprise, surprise. You guys are going to be blown over by this. Pfizer CEO, you know, the company that's been making a lot of money. And again, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not, a, I, have, I don't have a problem with them making a lot of money. He says, oh, you guys are going to need a fourth dose of our COVID-19 vaccination. It's necessary, our COVID-19 vaccination. <laughs> now, it may be, but it's kind of interesting. Come on. And Pfizer's just down the street from where I am right now. But it is kind of funny when the CEO of the company that's making a lot of money off of this sits there and says, oh, yeah, it's necessary. It's necessary. I, I think I'd kind of like tell the government and say, you guys say it. Because if I say it, it's going to look like... I'm just trying to make money. And I'm not saying that's all they're trying to do. 269-441-9595. We'll get more into the CDC study and take your phone calls. Give us a call again. 269-441-9595. You listen live with Rank. You listen live with Rank. I appreciate that. Before we get back into these numbers, and that is surprising, CDC numbers coming from health departments across the country. COVID-19 case rates and fully vaccinated people rose by more than 1,000% between December 11th, 2021 and January 8th, 2022. But let's go to Steve in Portage who wanted to discuss President Trump's endorsement change in the 4th District. So with that being said, good morning, Steve. Welcome. Good morning, Rank. Uh, first thing that I'd like to say is, um, and some people probably haven't heard me say this be, uh, before because maybe they weren't listening at the time when I was on. I supported Steve Kara. I was waiting for the redistricting to happen before I would have sent him a check. That's how, uh, that's how uh, much of a supporter I would have been of Steve Kara. But when the district changed, it pulled Steve Kerr's district out of the district, the, the district that uh, Fred Upton uh, now represents. He's, it's a completely different district now. It's a radically different district. So when the district changed and I found out that Bill Heisinga was going to run because Bill Heisinga's district, about 40% of the district is Bill's district, uh, I chose to to support him. And why did I choose to support him? I've known Bill for years. Okay, Bill was a state rep who, he was a business a businessman before that. He was a state rep. He served Peter, uh, Pete Hoekstra uh, when Pete was congressman. And Bill Heisinga has not been there all that long to be one of the people like Fred Upton that's a rhino. So my, uh, so my suggestion, my humble suggestion to those who are Steve Kira supporters, please go look at Bill Heisinga's record. Why did Trump endorse uh, Heisinga now? Go look at his record, and I would ask Steve, Heis- Steve Kira, Steve, you're a freshman state rep. 
run again in your district down in Three Rivers and keep your influence in Lansing for now. Okay. All right. Thanks for calling in, Steve. Thank you. Have a good day. 269-441-9595. If you guys would like to give us your thoughts on that or whatever we're talking about today. They say in this report, while cases rose among the unvaccinated, the jump in infections among vaccinated people closed the gap between the populations. As a result, people who haven't received a vaccine were just 3.2 times more likely to test positive for COVID-19 in January. And this number is kind of meld with what I was telling you earlier about Bronson healthcare system, where on March 9th and for several days after that, they had 32 people, which is great news. I think just 32 people in their four hospital systems admitted to their hospital with COVID-19 or because of COVID-19. Awesome news. 18 of them were fully vaccinated. 14 were not vaccinated, which is completely different to what we're being told. And then let's forward it to today. I looked on their system and I, I'll get there. I thought I had it up. Hmm. Well, maybe will it be here? Yeah, let's go to the system. As of today, that same healthcare system, Bronson, had 31 people hospitalized with COVID, 18 not vaccinated, 13 fully vaccinated. So it flipped. But again, nothing close to the narrative that we're hearing these days. It says COVID-19 associated hospitalization increased among the vaccinated from 1.4 per 100,000 for the fully vaccinated for the week of December 18th to 35.2 per 100,000 from 1.4 to 35.2. It does say people who got a booster were less likely to require hospital care. And it's data. That's what this is, data. It's not trying to push an agenda one way or the other. I'm fully vaccinated. I believe that a vaccination could help you or the the shot can help you. Again, everybody looks at the word vaccination and believe it means that you won't get it if you have it. Well, then the flu shots aren't vaccinations. I guess certain ones there are and others are not. It's just data, data to show you that the media is pushing an agenda differently than the data states. And these are the same people who tell you to follow the science and the same people who tell you the right doesn't follow the science when it is the right who follows the science and it's the left who are not following the science or they're following quack scientists and doctors and hospital systems who aren't being uh, upfront and honest for whatever reason. And again, these numbers, ladies and gentlemen, didn't come from the right. These numbers is coming from the CDC and the individual health departments around the country. 269-441-9595. You listen live with Rank and we'll be right back after this. 95.3 WBCK. Truth. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Heavy uterine bleeding and iron deficiency anemia through the years. Oh, I've been there. Huh? That sweater tied around your waist? I've been there. Heavy period? Yeah. Makes you wonder what women used to do. Oh, I've been there. Huh? The record album you're using to cover your behind. I've been there. Yeah. Makes you wonder what women used to do. Oh, I've been there. Huh? Your backward waitress apron taking no chances. I've been there. Yeah. Makes you wonder what women... If you've been there, you get it. Excessive menstrual bleeding for six months or more is known as heavy uterine bleeding, or HUB. When you lose more blood, you lose more iron. HUB may lead to another medical condition called iron deficiency anemia, or IDA. Low iron from IDA can disrupt your everyday life with debilitating tiredness, headache, and weakness. But some people may show no symptoms. Learn about iron deficiency anemia and take a quiz to share with your doctor at imayhaveida.com. That's imayhaveida.com. Brought to you by healthywomen.org and Daiichi Sankyo, Inc. I love the Army. You just have this brotherhood that you can't find anywhere else. Since coming home from war, I've tried so many different things. I just remember thinking, like, it's over. After being forced to medically retire, Angie battled addiction to prescription medications, eventually losing her house and marriage. Then she found Wounded Warrior Project. And so I went online, I signed up, and I knew that Wounded Warrior Project was definitely my new community. One of the staff members, she put me in for peer mentor training. It was like for the first time someone recognized something good about me and thought that I had something to give back to someone else. Are you doing okay otherwise? I've kind of picked up woodworking with my grandfather, oh, yeah. so... I saw 3D stuff. All those activities gave me a new way to live without drugs, a new way to live without feeling like I'm broken. You can live a meaningful life after traumatic experiences. You wouldn't go into battle alone. You don't have to fight this alone. Visit woundedwarriorproject.org slash not alone. Mostly cloudy skies this morning with a high near 53 degrees. Southwest winds 6 to 13 miles per hour, perhaps gusting as high as 23 miles per hour. Tonight's mostly cloudy with a chance of overnight showers, a low around 35 degrees. And Tuesday, it's mostly cloudy with a chance of rain, a high near 52 degrees. I'm Ryan Seacrest. First responders are people who stand for a greater purpose. They will be there for you when nobody else is, to help you, your family, your community. This is their selfless promise. This is their sworn duty, to protect, to serve, to help. When you call 911, first responders show up now. Let's show up for the people who show up for us every day and every night. Go to firstrcf.org and make a difference today. The love of the game draws us to sports as players, coaches, spectators, and officials. For officials, it's a way to stay in the game they once played, to feel the thrill of putting on the uniform, stepping out of the playing surface, hustling to make the call, and building the relationships which can only be built in sports. If you still have that love for the game, we always need new officials. Register now at MHSAA.com. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. Morning, noon, and night, our news team keeps you informed. Lacey James, Brandon James, Brad Carpenter, and Alex Maddox. 95.3 WBCK. We are Battle Creek.
With rank, the name of that song is Once Bitten, Twice Shy. How many times are you going to allow yourselves to be bitten is what I'm trying to uh, get across there when it comes to the media. Listen to this one from the AP published, I believe it was this one was in the Detroit News. And uh, there it goes. That was just a little too hot. Sorry about that, guys. Former. Here's here's the headline. Pence slaps back at Trump. No room in GOP for apologist for Putin. Again, this is the AP. Published in the Detroit News. So they in my my mind, uh, it doesn't matter that another news organization published it. You're endorsing it. Pence slaps back at Trump. That's a quote. No room in GOP for apologists for Putin. What I mean by a quote, that is the headline. And then it reads like this. Former Vice President Mike Pence urged Republicans to move on from the 2020 election and declared that, quote, there is no room in this party for apologists for Putin, end quote, as he further cemented his break from former President Donald Trump. Pence, in a speech Friday evening to the party's top donors in New Orleans, took on those in the party who have failed to forcefully condemn Russian President Vladimir Putin for his unprobed invasion of Ukraine. Quote, where would Russian tanks be today if NATO had not expanded the borders of freedom? There is no room in this party for apologists for Putin. End quote. I, I See, now, this is where my disappointment with Pence is. I thought he would have been an awesome candidate as a president. He's kind of quiet. I don't know how he would have done in the in the in the primary, but definitely there until this. I I want him to point to one person who's been an apologist for Putin. So I don't know why he's doing this. He's doing this for a political reason, which really saddens me because I had a lot of respect for Pence. But then in the one, two, three, fourth paragraph, because this isn't about Pence, the Detroit News and the AP writes, now remember, their headline was Pence slaps back at Trump. No room in GOP for apologists for Putin. In the fourth paragraph, they write, quote, Pence did not directly reference the former president. But Trump has repeatedly used language that has been criticized as deferential to Putin including calling the Russian leader smart. How dare he call the Russian leader smart? Gosh, that would be kind of like, would that be similar to Biden saying that the Russian leader is a worthy opponent? I, it, it may be. What do you guys think? This is how they lie to you. This is how the Detroit News, and this is how the AP push a narrative that is a lie. Pence did not slap back at Trump. 
Pence did not say that he's an apologist for Putin. They even tell you in the fourth paragraph, but see, this is where the Detroit News and the AP truly believes that people that read their articles don't read past either the headline or the first couple paragraphs. Because if they did, and these people were intelligent, and these people weren't in some bunker and couldn't open their mind to the truth, they would see that in their fourth paragraph, they directly contradict their headline. But they want people to trust them. Even today, they can't get away from it. Quote, Pence did not directly reference the former president. It's just a narrative that the AP and the Detroit News wants to push. There's almost nowhere you can get real news anymore from mainstream media sources. And then you have to look outside to get real news outside of the mainstream. And then you don't know who to trust and not to trust because they haven't built up that reputation yet because they're too new. But it's another example how they just don't tell you the truth. And what's hilarious, in the fourth paragraph, the Detroit News and the AP admits that they're lying to you. Well, if you're going to be fair. Two six nine four four one nine five nine five. If you would like to join us today. Senator Manchin calls on oil companies to, quote, put production before profits, end quote. The same group of people who never put their tax revenue in front of anything else are now calling for oil companies to put production before profits. So what they want them to do is produce the oil, but charge it at a cheaper rate. Now, again, what would have to happen, and I'm okay with this because it would have had to happen when we were self-reliant. Before the left, uh, all those people voted to no longer want to be relying on our own gas. And they want us to be reliant on uh, terrorist countries, oil and gas. Something would have to be done because right now all the oil is put on the world market. When we when they say we were self-reliant or dependent, what they mean is we've had enough, we produced enough to take care of our own needs. In fact, I think we produced enough to take care of our own needs and more. But that still all went on the open market, the world market, because that's what oil is traded as, as a world economy, our, our world um, product. So Manchin's urging the U.S. energy industry late last week to focus less on profits. Again, the people who take, who spend more money every year, every year, doesn't matter if it's Republicans or Democrats, want other people to not do what they do. They want other people to do what they refuse to do. 
here, here's something else. Due to changes made to the public service loan forgiveness, 100,000 newly eligible college students can now have their debt canceled by you. You will pay for their college, not them. Due to changes made to the Public Services Loan Forgiveness Program in October of 21 by the Biden administration, an additional 100,000 students are now eligible to have their federal student loan debt wiped clean. U.S. Department of Education announced it last week. They told reporters that the cancellation for these people are expected to cost you $6.2 billion. The PSLF program developed in 2007, was intended to provide debt relief to teachers, firefighters, and other public employees. Why? They make more money than the average American. Why should the people who make more money than the average American get debt relief, but your kids who go to those schools, you who send your kids to those schools, and make less than these people don't get debt relief? You see the favoritism? If eligible, public employees worked their public service job for 10 years and made payments on federal student loans during that time. At the end of the decade, any remaining student debt debt they had would be forgiven. And the Biden Biden and his administration are going to give $6.2 billion worth of forgiveness to people who make more money, have a better health care system, better benefits, more money to, to, uh, to retire on than the average American. But your kids don't get that same relief. These guys do. 269-441-9595. If you have a thought, give us a call. Coming up after this, I want to talk about a bill that would bar the Biden administration from stockpiling records on American gun owners. Did you know they're doing that? You'll know after this break. You listen to Live at the Ring. Man, I can't stop that song. It's very difficult to stop listening to that. Does that not pump you up? Did it have anything to do with what we're talking about today? No, I just saw it and I'm like, love it. Love it. Got to pump us all up. 269-441-9595. If you have a thought about what we're talking about today, I'd love to hear from you. Let's go back to the phone lines. And uh, Jesse, good morning, Jesse. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Hey, I'm wondering why we don't have more Republicans or more anybody telling the people, you know, we have a lot of people bellyaching and complaining about uh, what's happening, but nobody's giving us a cure. Uh, or they just want to wait for uh, wait for four more, three more years and then um, wait and vote Biden out. So you're at, we, are you we got at, a guy in the country upside down around and and selling us out, why should we wait? All right, so you're wondering why, well, more are are waiting for this fall. I I would agree with you that people seem to, well, you know, let me ask you this, Jesse. There are people asking for solutions. It's just that the solutions that the left has is more of the same, which will only exasperate the problem. Right. So the people on the right can only ask so often and then they have to wait until the election this fall to at least stop 
the bleeding uh, as much as they can, uh, other than executive orders. And then from there, wait until two more years until we can get rid of them. But there are people out there asking for solutions. And then the left solution is that nothing's wrong. It's really, we've done nothing wrong. Everything we're doing is great and it's working. The problem is Trump and the Republicans. They cause all the problems. In fact, I have an audio clip I'll play here once we get off the phone with you that will prove that point. Okay. Yeah, I guess a lot of people are looking for solutions, but what are the solutions other than waiting until to vote Biden out? Well, give me uh, an example. What are you looking for in a solution for? And let me see if I can think of one. An immediate solution to get Biden's making a lot of poor choices for our country. It's obvious. And probably half, three quarters of the country, or maybe nine tenths of the country, except that select group in Washington, uh, realize that. Why don't we do something about it now instead of wait? How, how? What do you mean by do something about it? Well, first of all, I don't know if it's nine tenths, but there's certainly probably 20 something percent who think everything's going fine because uh, they wanted open borders. They wanted uh, they wanted a lot of what's happening today or they're just the base that just cannot pull themselves away from not supporting it. So so what are you talking about impeachment, which would then bring us even worse of a problem? Harris. <laughs> right so right now there's nothing more we can do other than to vote re- republicans in hopefully good republicans in this fall to stop it and then other than the executive orders that he can write nothing will get past the congress you know i blame quite honestly georgia for a lot of this they could have saved us when it came to the senate now a lot of them decided to sit on their hands instead of holding their nose and voting for Trump because they didn't like the way Trump fought back or they thought he was a meanie weenie or they thought he was a bully. And so they were putting their emotions in front of what's good for the country, unfortunately. And I do blame Trump for that to an extent because he's got to understand most people aren't like me or others who are able to put that aside as hardcore political people. We see what's going on and we, we put aside the behaviors that we may not like or appreciate so he can try to attract more who are more into the Hollywood or TV view of what a president should be and not so worried about they don't judge a president by their policies or how the country is going. They judge the president uh, or probably other politicians and everybody in their life on emotional things, on on frivolous things uh, but yeah I mean, so i do blame him for that he should have changed his behavior the last year we got to separate the emotions from the facts right, right all right thanks a lot for calling in i appreciate that jesse here let me play this for you i was telling you earlier and i'm going to play it now i was just telling jesse about here's a former democrat politician elected politician on the abc news morning sunday morning news show talking about Nothing that they have done is their fault. It's all Trump and the Republicans' fault. Here it is. You always blame the party in power. Um, and, and, you know, the, the, the administration wasn't aggressive enough, in my opinion, in pushing back on the red herrings. The red herrings like, it's because you didn't build the Keystone XL pipeline. 
And I remind them one of the first things Donald Trump did was give the permit. And in four years, the pipeline didn't get built. That's not Why true. not? Because it wasn't it wasn't economical to build that pipeline She's in lying. those price points. What they, they argue that this is because of inflation, runaway inflation. Who drove up inflation? We saw the CBO numbers this week. <laughs> it was the Trump administration that overspent and drove up inflation. So if inflation in prices and housing and in gas is because of deficit spending, that's Trump's fault. And so the administration has not been nearly aggressive enough although, to explain what's actually going on. Although if you look at the numbers, uh, inflation really started to rise almost exactly when, when, when Biden came in the White House. Now, now yeah, obviously, well that, that argues uh, my point, uh, doesn't it? But, 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 but look, look, at the, look at this chart on gas prices uh, just since February. If, if you look at the, I mean, it's, it is a... It is a shocking increase that, you know, doesn't can, correspond. Can, can I just say that is yeah. an artificially low price that you're starting from. And when you do inflation adjustment, this isn't the highest price we've had in the last 20 years. In fact, George Herb Walker Bush and under the George Bush administration, we had gas prices inflation adjusted over five dollars. But it, but we're shocked because we got used to two dollar gas. Yeah. And, I also, and that's the problem. See, it's everybody else's fault. What it is the line she's paid to lie. And again, does she look herself in the mirror and does she see something? Probably something if she does very ugly and evil to lie to the American people. The Keystone Pipeline was being built. See, that's what I mean by having groups that aren't fair to 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 us the american people all those people on abc news on that panel it was a panel discussion not one of them said wait 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 the pipeline the keystone pipeline wasn't being built then how did fifty five thousand people lose their jobs those people who were building the pipeline see that's what i would have said if they had someone who was is an honest broker of information I would have said that. Wait, wait. Uh, her name was Heidi something. Heidi, wait, wait. If that's true, how did all those, I can't remember, was it 55,000 who lost their job or was it 10 or 12 people working on it who lost their jobs and then that hurt 55,000 other uh, jobs were lost or something like that? It doesn't matter. We all know those people lost their jobs. It was being worked on. It's a blatant lie. And another blatant line, the consensus of all the economists out there, real ones, is that, yes, of course, because of COVID, there was too much spending under the Trump administration. Even before that, more taxes were coming in, but they were spending more. His tax cuts worked, but they were spending more. His tax cut brought in 4% more into the Treasury every year, but they were spending 7 So, yes, deficit spending. Heidi, are you saying that the Biden administration is not deficit spending right now? See, that could have been another question. That wasn't asked of her. And that's why years ago I stopped watching these shows. Because I have enough stress in my life with what I do (laughs) that I have to listen to these blatant liars and the media who are upset at you for not believing them will sit there and allow what you just heard to happen. What do you, the easy one, all of you, I'm assuming most of you knew Thousands and again, tens of thousands of people lost their jobs because the Keystone Pipeline was shut down on day one of Biden administration when he was seated. This woman just said nobody was working on it. 
And again, deficit spending. Again, the consensus of all economists, it was the straw that broke the camel's back was the Democrats' $1.9 trillion of injection of money into the system in March of last year. But these people are paid to lie. And I, I honestly don't know. How much do you need to get to be paid to lie? Two six nine four four one nine five nine five. Give us a call. We'll be right back. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.